Welcome to the Oyster Stew Podcast. I'm Libby Hall, Director of Communications for Oyster Consulting. Your clearing and custodial partnerships touch every part of your business, your clients, financial professionals, technology platform, operations, digital experience, and compliance are just some of those dependencies. And don't forget about the impact on your P&L. In today's podcast, Oyster's clearing and custodian experts, Dave Williams, Jay Donilon, Pete McAteer, and Jim Roth share how you should manage your clearing and custodian relationships at the executive level. Hello, my name is David Williams, and welcome to the Oyster Stew podcast. Today, we're going to talk about managing your clearing relationship. So if you're an introducing broker, there's probably no more important relationship than you have is your clearing relationship. When you think about a relationship that touches almost every single aspect of your business, whether it's your financial advisors, your clients, your support staff, it certainly should be at the top of your list from a from a business relationship standpoint. So most importantly, how are you managing that relationship today? So let's begin our conversation and talk a little bit about kind of uh, the management portion portion of it from an executive uh, level standpoint. So how does your executive team interface with your clearing firm's executive team? So uh, let me open up that first question to uh, to the panel here. How should you manage your clearing relationship from an executive level standpoint? I'll, I'll jump in. Um, an overall governance process around managing your clearing relationship is super important at all levels of the firm. And there needs to be a foundational day-to-day operational compliance regulatory interaction with counterparts at your clearing firm and there needs to be a structure and a discipline for that conversation the ongoing conversation so that things are being tracked run to ground and and processes are improved so that's the foundational piece now all that needs to bubble up to your your leadership team and the leadership team needs to be aware of all of that and what's going on, what's hurting, where the pain points are, where the opportunities are. But then even further, once those things are understood, there needs to be a strategic alignment. There needs to be an ongoing discussion between the clearing firm's leadership and your firm's leadership to ensure that both sides understand what the strategy is, what the growth plans are, where you're going to be in several years. But all of that has to align and and get to that point for those executive type discussions. If there's no awareness and there's no, no synergies, no opportunities and no discussions for improvements and alignment and support, then that's where we see clearing relationships begin to, to die on the vine and, and, and really need some help to, to spruce them up and refresh the relationships. Let me jump in there. This is Jay. Um, one thing that uh, if if your clearing provider is not being proactive in the things that you just uh, outlined, that's something that you need to kind of question. And and I wouldn't call it demand, but it's something that they'll be more than happy. A lot of times, clearing providers will be more than happy to just kind of sit back on their laurels if you're not asking them uh, to be more of a strategic partner. And it's something that they really need to be. They need to, uh, like you said, 
work with you, keep you up to date on products, changes, technology enhancements, that sort of thing, any thought leadership stuff that they're pushing out. Um, it's important that that provider engage with you in those things, because if not, it might be worth finding somebody else that will. Like I said, the, the relationship team is, is extremely important between you and your relationship, between you and your clearing firm. And, and it's something that uh, should be a, a strong focus with the executive leadership team of any company. Hey, David, it's Jim Roth, and thanks for the opportunity to participate in this podcast. You know, to say that businesses today are operating in an unpredictable environment, that would be an understatement. Um, the analysis to decide whether if it's best to invest in your current clearing or custodial platform or consider a different path, that shouldn't be ignored. And I guess we would recommend that probably to review, regardless of the length of the clearing agreement, to review it every three to four years would be prudent and practical. But Dave, as you said, one of the most meaningful relationships any introducing broker or registered investment advisor can have it's with its clearing or custodial partner. You know, selecting a clearing or custodial partner often goes beyond just looking at the business challenges to see what kind of expenses can be slashed or upfront incentives uh, are now available. And now that we're in budget season, assessing your firm's strategic plan is really the first step when considering whether to stay with your current partner or review alternatives. Is there a value would you folks say to actually physically going to the home office of your clearing firm and speaking to not only the executive team of your clearing firm, but others who you frequently interface with? Absolutely. There's huge value, especially after the pandemic has passed. We've seen two, almost three years of not having face-to-face -face interaction. We've done this two-dimensional face-to-face on the screen, but there is a huge, huge value in getting together, meeting, getting to know folks, building that rapport, building that respect, getting, getting to know your partners on the other side. That is something that's really been lost over the last, last couple of years, and I think it's really super important that we get some of that back. The day-to-day, -day, Who's got your back? Who's 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 bending over backwards for you? I really feel like that starts with deepening those per interpersonal relationships and understanding who to go to, who can get the job done for you, and when and if necessary, who your escalation points are, and who is gonna who's gonna go to the mat for you and for your firm and for your clients that you're representing. Dave, you know, you and I coming from a clearing background, you can attest to Pete's response because the fact of the matter is seeing somebody face to face is so much more effective than, you know, going over, responding to emails or, you know, really talking people over the phone. And I will tell you that over the years, we've learned that as opposed to viewing a firm as a correspondent number, really understanding the sensitivities, their business plans, their growth initiatives, that's all also very prudent to be able to do that. So, yeah, we would encourage you to make the investment and periodically visit uh, the actual home office because I'm confident it will be beneficial. And Pete, Pete touched on the, uh, the uh, inter, interpersonal skills um, uh, or interpersonal relationships. 
that you would form in that visit um, or that consistent visit uh, to the home office. It's hard to be mad at somebody once you break bread with them, you know, or or shake their hand or meet them face to face. Um, and so, you know, it's a lot harder to hold a grudge and um, just forming that relationship uh, in that personal uh, way um, that that really smooths out a lot of a lot of. Last question uh, on this topic. Uh, many clearing firms have local events. They have annual conferences. They have specific topic related types of conferences. Is it worthwhile to uh, attend those? Are they are they valuable? I'll jump in, Jay. Uh, yeah, Dave, I think that they are extremely valuable. It, it, you not only get to meet and, and interact with your clearing firm and the, the product areas and the support areas and technology folks, um, but you get to interact with other clients in those, uh, you know, in those events, other vendors that support the clearing firm and support the other uh, clients of the of the firms. Um, and I, I think it's it's a valuable valuable uh, trip to make to make sure that uh, you can form those relationships, continue to foster those relationships, and you can kind of use that as an opportunity to, to pick uh, pick the brains of other other vendors, other clients, just to see kind of how they're doing best practice in their in their world, in their firm, what they're looking at. It's It's an opportunity to kind of get away from your own world, so to speak, disengage, and just see just see how the broader client base is is viewing clearing what the strategies are going forward that sort of thing Dave you know attending some of these events could actually help in your recruitment and retention of your advisors and any new investors as well over the years I've seen that many firms really don't take advantage of the practice management resources that are available to broker dealers and RIAs you know typically the hesitation are that these materials aren't specifically customized to your firm, and in some cases they can be, but the themes and the messaging are usually very valuable, and it's really timely for you to leverage. So, you know, I would say to you is that that's important. The other element of the conversation is, you know, are you leveraging these relationships to assist on your recruiting front for different advisors? Now, keep in mind, you may be one of many firms that have your hands out looking for these particular recruits. But I would say in return, Dave, inviting your clearing or custodial firm to your own conferences to help educate those advisors on the products and services and technology would also be extremely valuable. All right, well, thank you, uh, Oyster team, for your insight uh, and sharing your thoughts on this important business relationship. Hopefully, You've heard some ideas that you're going to take away from this con conversation that'll make uh, your relationship a little bit more interactive and hopefully beneficial to your firm. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone, and join us on our next podcast about managing the technology offerings of a clearing or custodian firm. Dave, Jim, Jay, and Pete share their experience from managing expectations around technology consulting and integration to utilizing other services these firms have to offer. If you'd like to learn more about our experts and how Oyster can help your firm, visit our website at oysterllc.com. And if you like what you heard today, follow us on whatever platform you listen to 
and give us a review. Reviews make it easier for people to find us. Have a great day.